Welcome back, everyone. It's time for this week's Honor Our Fathers segment. You're listening we to have Real Presence so Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook so page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more donate, great Catholic donuts, content. Donated by now, a local back business. to the show. Let us know who you'd like to Welcome honor. Welcome back to Real Presence and Live. Each week we will draw in, and I'm Emily Lee. Share who the winner um, is and, our and find out why that particular great conversation was nominated by uh, one later on, or more if you, if you of have, our just join listeners. Us here, if you join us so late this week, and the show you can always go to realpresenceradio.com to hear Father Luke Meyer from the St. Thomas Aquinas Newman Center in Real Presence Live, even North Dakota. So today's Honor Our Father segment on Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Harvard. And, and yeah, of course, you can uh, listening to radio, Katie, sometimes you're in and out of your vehicle Valley, or uh, listening Creek at State home Catholic if you step out of the room, whatever it might be. And so, I, yeah, I love that feature because you can go back and um, hear all the different segments that you might have missed. Yep. They do a great job of finding interviews. Well, Terry nominated Father Luke Meyer by saying, Father Luke prepares homilies that inspire, direct, and help you relate to the here and now. He also adds his own personal experience. Father Luke shows a genuine and deep love of our Lord and very Case, uh, he really pours himself out as Christ never, did never heard and works hard for the students and the parishioners. Father Luke yes, also gives wonderful spiritual direction. Falls, and yes. my current That's assignment awesome. is three parishes, like Alexandria, Emory, and Bridgewater. His name sounds familiar to me too. Why do we know this? And also, I'm the chaplain at the monastery, Carmelite Monastery, of our Mother of Mercy and St. Joseph. Do you win the donuts? Do you compete for the donuts? Yes, there is quite a bit to be done, but it's a happy blessing of a of Monsignor, we just had a conversation with Father Jeff Norfolk. I know. And he I'm said, you know, I don't like because we're both coming so off much. of vacation. I prefer to use full. And so as <laughs> I'm I was listening to you, coffee in our yeah. you know, this morning. Monsignor, your, Once again, we'd like to uh, congratulate Father on being chosen for this week's Honor Our Father segment. Once again, this segment is brought to you in part by a Harvard chiropractic located in the Piedmont Valley. Just past that darn elk creek steakhouse. Well, Monsignor, we want to talk with you about You can connect with them by setting an appointment by calling 605 7 can you um, tell our listeners who we're going to be chatting about today? Awesome. Yes, Emily. So, we're going to be yeah, speaking about St. Maximilian uh, Mary Colby, okay, yeah. who was so, a Franciscan, why do we do this? a conventual what? Franciscan what? priest no, from Poland, who was martyred so in this case, during uh, World we were back War II, in my hometown, and he remained such an inspiration a to so many people. A belated, uh, okay, tell us a little bit more about his story. You said World um, War II. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was a young boy in Poland. His baptism name was Raymond. Because and you're with his parents, family and beautiful, and devout so Catholic, but we come back uh, he from was, that. From a like, very early age, he was attracted by the Holy Priesthood and by religious but life. So what do you think he entered that, the Franciscans. Right? Now, um, I as think many of our listeners will know, where I'm willing the Franciscans have many branches. Yeah. For the sake of investing in people, the conventional yeah. Franciscans and people that I don't see uh, in Poland, so did some so there's that, and I think that's actually I'm worthy to sacrifice. I'm willing to sacrifice some sleep or whatever. In order to, to have habit, that that intentional time, because I, I would bet that a lot of my family, but I would bet that in other ways you actually feel more fulfilled, with his more filled up by having that time sure. with them. But Here's anyhow, my thought, though. Um, he was a vacation. Uh, known to be a very I mean, devout, truly just vacation. Maybe not so much. Like uh, we're going to see family and we're going to try and get as much quality with, uh, time or whatever. But just truly a vacation, as in uh, we're going to step on, away. We're going to do fun things together as a family. We're going to rest, whatever. 
I actually think a vacation writing, should lead us more into who we desire to be. He became an editor as opposed to what? Uh, as opposed to I need a vacation after my vacation because I, in honor of Mary. I ate too much, I drank too much, I was lazy, I didn't move my body, I didn't take care of myself. We just, in Japan, whatever that might be, city of Mary. as opposed uh, to I actually put really good uh, things so in my body. And I actually uh, well, moved and I actually carved Japan. out and, uh, um, maybe some extra time for prayer and Poland. for reading, like and he was reading good things that are making uh, my and, my brain stretch. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wanted to actually be restful, and I know that for me, what it means to be restful is God. to be balanced and, and for things to be ordered, rather than which I think we uh, culturally often treat vacation uh, as like a binge. Right. There right. Yes. Yes. Rather than So yeah. Like so maybe maybe. Uh, for me, this last be able to be was, there was during the Holy Father's visit, Pope know, Francis, a year. in 2016 for World Youth Day. But, 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 but let's also go remember here, Chris and Emily, that what led up to the market of St. Maximilian and and all the cotton candy and the whatever of the Nazis, but also the incredibly generous act. We're going to get up at 7 and we're going to get home at midnight. But condemned to die because a prisoner had escaped the war camp of St. Came forward and Rather said, I'm than a Catholic priest, a, the fullness I will take that we were talking about man. with our initial the Nazis conversation accepted that offering. What do you think about St. Maximilian uh, died I've in his this, uh, cell and I go back and uh, after he had received uh, a shot of carbolic memories. acid? I love it. Uh, and died okay, on the vigil the of the Feast of Our Lady's Society. See, but that's where I would go back to. I think a vacation done well. And by the way, eat the cotton candy. That's part of it, too, right? But I think I think done well, done in that balance of like intentional leisure. Intentional leisure is making memories. Intentional leisure is we're gonna fish with the kids and we're gonna spend two hours just unhooking. You know, Saint fish Maximilian hooks from every what is it about his skin? Story that <laughs> you know, every every open skin you. spot on our kiddos. So things like that. I that I think it is it is about making memories. And when I look at Matt and I's travel experiences or adventure experiences, a lot of it is earlier. the unexpected thunderstorm that and as comes up who's been that to have forces us into the tent for you know game, games with our kids or whatever. That is making memories, and that is that is a joy. But I think to do it at the right pace is critical. The idea that Mary is but and you'll make the sanctuary of yes. the Holy Spirit. Yes. Ooh, That's Amidst really, all the I think, his lasting legacy. <laughs> but so for me, Amen. Uh, so we have a great first hour. We got a fantastic second hour. This was a whole sacrifice. Well. It wasn't Stay just tuned. And I am Emily Leadham. There's more great segments coming up on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I really, I find that very edifying. I'm curious, Monsignor, so there's, of course, just the various elements of the story that are going to be captivating for people, uh, but as you mentioned earlier, we had the opportunity to uh, visit his stomping grounds um, in Poland in 2016 for the World Youth Day um, pilgrimage. What would you say, just experientially, um, struck you from, from that time? Um, like I said, I think we can get captivated by various elements of the story, but to really encounter the place that he was, um, that he lived, uh, where he died was a really powerful thing I know for many of us, including you. So what strikes, what strikes you there? What I remember, Emily, is uh, you and I and Father Norfolk and the others were not allowed entrance into his cell because 
of all the hundreds of thousands of people around that week. So we had to be content with being outside of his cell in the grounds there at Auschwitz. But I don't think that that was a disappointment at all. Um, that was just, a, for me, a, a very striking experience. What I remember about Auschwitz was this incredible quiet, even though we had thousands of young people walking, incredible quiet, incredible pallor of sadness and even hopelessness, until I think we could plumb the depths and say, look, this is not hopeless. This is about a sacrifice of somebody to Christ who has accepted that sacrifice and instilled hope in each of us. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a, it was very sad, as I recall, and very heavy. Uh, But as we went on, I think, and reflected on it, we saw this is not the end. Uh, This is the, the death on Good Friday that leads to the resurrection. Mm. My so I, I um, back in the mid '90s I had had the opportunity to go to Auschwitz myself and see it. and it's something that this I don't know how I know you couldn't get in it. I don't know how much of you guys were able to see but um, the, they were crammed in there they couldn't sit I mean it was so tight that they were standing mm-hmm. so they died mm-hmm. while they were standing um, it's just the, as Monsignor as you were talking there it was just reminded of how somber uh, the, uh, of a site a location it is and yet uh, the opportunity for such holiness not only um, on the part of Monsignor or <laughs> Saint Maximilian Colby uh, but just in in, in general uh, so many other instances of people witnessing to a powerful love for Christ and to that Monsignor what do you what do you think, especially with St. Maximilian Colby's story, um, what can we as 21st century um, South Dakotans, North Dakotans, Minnesotans, wherever we are, what can we learn from his story? I think, Chris, what we learn is um, obedience to God, receptivity to grace, and a perseverance that does not end you know, that we are called to persevere. Now, it's not our perseverance. It's Christ's perseverance within us. But I think, um, you know, whatever crosses we carry and whatever joys we have, to know that these are all meant for a purpose. They're to lead us to the resurrection. And uh, so things may seem very dank and dark, and yet uh, God is with us, and God is with his people, and he has pitched his tent among us. And he is always with us. I love the just the the emphasis there of of Christ's presence, and I think um, one of the things that strikes me about Maximilian's story is uh, it's actually in the place of suffering that God's glory is so beautifully made manifest. Um, and and I think it might be an interesting, uh, or I would love to know just your your perspective on. Why why suffering in that way matters, and even the small sufferings that we might choose on a daily basis in order to um, make God's love more manifest? What would you say there? Well, I would say, Emily, this whole notion of suffering is such a difficult one for us to get our minds around. And I think a lot of it is bowing towards and to the mystery. You know, that part of this, part of the suffering is we can't figure it out. I think, and we who like 2 plus 2 equals 4 and like this um, this reasoning, which is so, uh, you know, deductive and so forth, um, it's tough for us. 
Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing I would say about that is no need to compare my <clears throat> suffering with somebody else or his suffering or her suffering is mine. It, it's all meant to, to lead to this great hymn of praise to God. And so your heaviness and my heaviness may not be exactly the same, but it's heaviness nevertheless. And it is meant to glorify God, and it is to help us get to heaven. Monsieur, actually, it's, it's interesting, fascinating that you say that, because with Father Jeff, we were talking about how um, uh, we have this illusion of control because we want certainty, we, we want... Or, Anxiety comes from um, our inability to control uh, our circumstances, and suffering is such a powerful way in which that's manifested. I, I, I think there's a very, really easy correlation there with what we're experiencing right now with the pandemic, which, which still continues on, even, um, even though in some places maybe it's lightened up a little bit, other places it's more intense. And so for many of us, as, as school begins um, the next week, few weeks um, around our listening area, um, it's going to start off in a very different way. So there's the reality there that we can, right? We we can participate. Um, we can accept what God has given to us, just as St. Maximilian Kolbe did. We really can. And so much of this, Chris, is we really don't know um, what the future holds. You know, there are so many right. predictions about this, uh, so many dire predictions. And then on the other hand, things like, well, it'll be over soon. And we just don't know. And I think, again, part of this is b- being able to say uh, a lot of this suffering is that we don't have control over it, and we don't even know uh, many of the details and intricacies of it. Yeah. I, and I think that's a, a great source of anxiety for many people is just the unknown of that. Um, mm-hmm. Monsignor, maybe one last question uh, in our final moments here. Um you have such a great friendship with the saints. And I, I think for some of us that feels distant or that feels like, but I can't hear them talking to me or I can't see them. You know, it's not like my, my best friend that we have coffee on a weekly basis. How do we foster friendship or how have you fostered friendship with Maximilian Colby? Um, yeah, and, and the other saints. You know, Emily, I would say, Pilgrimages are great, but for most folks, that's just not very possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, going to Poland is tremendous, but um, that's great if a person can do it, but that's not essential. The essential thing is, I think we get to know people, and we get to know those in heaven, just as we do our friends here on earth. We get to know them, we get to hear them, you know, uh, disclose themselves. Now, perhaps that's so, not so much in words as it is with people here on earth, but let's not forget the great treasury of uh, spiritual reading that the Church has for us. So with St. Maximilian, you know, the wonderful materials about him, uh, wonderful uh, films and presentations, I think that's helped me a lot. Um, and once we get to know something about his life, you know, we start to ask for his intercession. We start to ask for his help. And we start to think, oh, gee, how is my life like his? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, for me, Emily, has been very powerful. And as you say, when that happens, they don't seem so distant to us. They're just our older brothers and sisters whom whom we don't uh, haven't met here on Earth, perhaps. But in a sense, we've met them. Monsignor, do you have a film recommendation about Maximilian Colby? 
You know, Emily, there are some good ones. I did like the presentation that Leonardo de Filippi's of St. Luke's uh, Productions from um, Washington State and Oregon did a few years ago. That is on tape, and I believe that Ignatius Press may have that, or that could certainly be found with a, a search online. Uh, St. Maximilian Colby, um, and that would be uh, by St. Luke Productions. I think Leonardo it might be on Formed. Oh, is that right? I think it might be on for- <laughs> on the Formed app as well. I oh, might be wrong that. on that, so our listeners will let was, me know. <laughs> I thought that was excellent. I thought that was a wonderful presentation. Monsignor, to follow up on Emily's question real quick, just maybe the final question. So you talked already about what's most inspiring, but as you've gotten to know St. Maximilian Colby, what do you like most about him? I would say his uh, celebration of the Mass, uh, his devout uh, celebration of the Mass, and his uh, attempt to plumb the depths of Mary and Marian theology. I would say those things for me are are very, uh, very beautiful and very intriguing. Great. Thank you, Monsignor, for sharing with us about um, St. Maximilian Colby. Chris and Emily, thanks a million. We have had an awesome morning so far, and up next, we get to see who gets the donuts this week. Ooh. I have to say, this has become one of my favorite things. <laughs> I just think it's who fantastic. We've had two priests on this morning, excellent <clears throat> priests um, that have really had a huge impact on, on my own life, and so I love that we're just raising up priests from all over um, to to celebrate and to just honor in in many ways so um up next we'll get to see who gets the donuts stay tuned to find out there's more real presence live to come i'm emily leadham and i'm dr chris bergwald and we will be 